Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the UFTA Podcast. I'm Jordan Rudolph, and as always, joined by Coach Extraordinaire, Coach Emily. Emily, how we doing? I am good. How about yourself, Jordan? Good, good, good. We're on a Wednesday afternoon this time. We're just going to keep these rolling on all different days, all different times for us to just shake things up in our routinistic schedules. Yeah, yeah, it's really good for our, you know, simple, we're trying to find a better time management (laughs) strategies, and we just keep bopping the podcast all around so that we can get it out at a consistent day and time for all of you listening after the fact. Releases at the same time, yeah. uh, but we don't know what also the, the, the best time to do it is if we don't try all the times. Right. So right. we got to yeah. try that too. <laughs> and we are joined here on Lucky Number 7 episode, mm-hmm. Lucky Number 7 Season 2, with one of our members who's been here for five, five years. years. Five years. Five yes. years. Am I okay to say your full name? You can, sure. It is Karen Liga. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm she, happy to be here. yeah, we are thrilled to have you here for oh. numerous reasons. Um, Pressure. One, because of the one that you brought up. Yeah. Two, because you've got a hell of a story just on its own. Yeah. Three, you've been a member here for five years, and you are uh, also a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. So I, we don't I have do we don't have people that aren't fans on, by the way. <laughs> okay, I'm the number one. Yeah. Fan. No, there we go. Number okay. one fan. We're waiting for it. Um, I like to be number one. Yeah. <laughs> a little competitive. Yeah, I shall yeah. say. <laughs> number one fan. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Number one across the board. But we're here uh, with our special guests. Like we, we want to just kind of dive into your story. Mm-hmm. This is a show that Emily and I can go on tangents, as you've heard from different subjects, uh, pretty easily. But we want to make this episode, as we do with all of our special guests, about you. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna dive into you. Pressure. Okay. And I think we start with the easiest term or the easiest part of this to, to kick off this episode is to uh, just go right into why you wanted to be here. Okay. Because you, yeah. you have a message that, for people that, well, that, that people I, need to hear. I did. One of the reasons I wanted to be on here was I was actually listening to one of your earlier podcasts with Kathy Kay. And um, when she started talking about her pain and some of her issues um, and what brought her here to Unity, I could really identify with what she was saying. And honestly, all the pain of what I went through um, years ago kind of started coming back to me. And while I I said to Jordan, well, you know, I'm happy for Kathy Kay that she avoided surgery, I was not so lucky. And so I was starting to feel bad about myself. Like, well, you know, there's some of us out here that had to have surgery and I just wanted to maybe come on here and say even if you have had surgery it's okay come here and people who have had surgery sometimes don't get complete relief from their pain mm-hmm. which was which is part of my story mm-hmm. so I wanted to I could relate to Kathy but yet I could bring a different perspective to it I think there's a strong relation to Kathy mm-hmm. very strong mm-hmm. and and uh, the cool part of it, I think, that we're going to dive into is the unique 
perspective of you. Mm-hmm. And because now, and in terms of the the audience that maybe Kathy Kay's story hit home more, mm-hmm. you fill the other half. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty cool. Like we hit both. Yeah, yeah. that was, uh, you know, pardon me if I get a little emotional because people who deal with pain and then recover from it, like I have, sometimes when I reflect back on it, I go, oh my God, mm-hmm. that was a really dark period in mm-hmm. my life, you know, and so I've come so far with your help. But here again, when I heard Kathy, I was like, oh my gosh, remember those days? Where brought I, back some stuff. Yeah, brought yeah. back a little trauma for me, to be honest, and um, which I don't like to think about. But I think at this point, I have perspective and I'm on the other end of it. And so I, I really just want to offer hope to yeah. people. And you, you know, here again, I'm going to get really emotional and say, but you guys saved my life in a way. And, and you know, I don't think that's over dramatic. And I'm getting into the meat of it right now <laughs> without telling the whole story. But, um, you know, I don't think it's an, it's an exaggeration to say that you saved, you saved my life. And I've told Emily this before, um, you know, uh, when I first met one of your, Lois, you know, I, I think about that moment and how it changed the trajectory of my life. And I could be sitting here a lot different today than, I, you know, had I not met her and had I not met you guys. So I'm done being emotional, okay? Lois is, a uh, real quick word on Lois. Lois yeah. is my first ever client. Yeah. We are going on 11 years. Okay. She was, she was with me, obviously, before we opened here. She is, she, she, she's going to hate that we are talking about her. I right know. But like, hate it. Okay, I'm sorry, right? Lois. Yeah. Be mad at me. I'm not sorry that we're talking about how awesome you are. Well, um, you know, to speak to Lois, and Lois knows this story because I've told mm-hmm, her this. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been struggling with a lot of health issues, and I'm walking down the grocery store aisle one day, and I see this woman in the distance who I knew from where I worked. And I'm looking at her, and I'm going, huh. Is that Lois? That looks like Lois. I thought, damn, Lois looks good. I mean, not that she never looked good, Lois, but um, she looked really youthful. But she looked damn. Yeah, she looked looked damn good. And she had this youthfulness glow. I don't know how to describe it. But as I got closer to her, I was like, wow, that's Lois. That's Mm -hmm. Lois. And, you know, we exchanged pleasantries. And then I said, Lois, I got to ask you. I said, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing with yourself that you look so good? And she said, well, I work out at Unity Fitness with Jordan Rudolph. You should come. And I'm like, yeah, I should because I want to look like you when, you know, Lois is about 10 years older than me or so. And I'm like, that's how I want to be. And it wasn't, you know, it was something she exuded. So I love you, Lois. So um, <laughs> we do too. Don't want to embarrass you, but and that's where there like, it is. she she is okay. literally a role model. Everybody in the gym. She yeah. Like, like the stuff that Everyone. she can do, she where she's at. Like everybody's like she is. Who's that? I, like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what yeah. she's gonna hate. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. You can edit it out, or she can get mad. Oh no, we'll keep turn it, it up. Yeah, keep it turn it up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give her a heads up. Maybe yeah. That it's I'll make coming. sure I tag her and that it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Too. She. So it's cool because you saw her. She. She does that every day in here for people too. Like yeah. she still does it, and she does it for the coaches. She does it for herself. Um, but you were at a point where mm-hmm. you saw her in store. You went through that. And, and you're like, okay, like I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. And, yeah. and it still took action to get in here and there, there, it still took a little bit of hope because yeah. there wasn't anything that you really had that you could kind of gauge against it or like have right. some, some history towards like, I wonder how this is going to go. 
Right. I mean, just to give a little back history to it, give a little perspective. Um, uh, you know, I never had been an athlete growing up. Um, I kind of ran a little bit in my 30s. Then in my 40s, I went back to school, actually, to work on my bachelor's degree in finance. And during that time frame, I gained about 30 pounds. And But I was still dabbling in various fitness things. And um, so after I graduated, I wanted to get back into running. And one of the things I thought is, well, you know, I've gained 30 pounds. I'll start running again, and I'll, I'll do a half marathon. So I trained for a half marathon, and FYI, did not gain or did not lose one pound through four or five, six months of training. So that tells you something right there. I did the half marathon. I was happy with it. Uh, next year, I decided to uh, do it again. At the time, um, work was very stressful. I came down with a cold. I had just finished one of my longest training runs. Got home, was headed off to work, and I sneezed and I blew a disc. I mean, that's how, you know, obviously my neck, my neck and back had been strained, but I just remember this excruciating pain. So bad, like I ran up and woke up my daughter, Allie, and I said, Allie, wake up, wake up, you know, I've got this pain, it was shooting down my arm. And, um, you know, long story short, about six weeks of physical therapy and drugs and doing you know what chiropractic and nothing was helping and they you know they basically said you know it's going to take a year to two years for it to heal on its own and I thought I can't be on meds that long it's your biggest joke right there um and uh so I had surgery um trying to make this as fast as Again, no need. No need. You don't cut anything I, out. I don't want Keep to make going. it long, but you know, I here again, I've been there with that pain, and so saw the surgeon. Um, yeah, I not only had one herniated disc, I actually had two, um, and he, you know, my question at that time was, can I go back to running? And he said, sure, you can. You can run the next day. And my husband was in the room when the doctor said that. And I thought, oh, all right, this is good. I'll be able to run the next day. Well, long story short, I never ran. I tried, never could run because I had so much. I, I would say that the surgery helped 75%. It got rid of the acute pain, but there was a lingering pain. And um, so I had what was called a spinal fusion at C6 or C7, a laminectomy, I guess is the word for it. And um, I went through a lot of issues that next year. I mean, I couldn't swallow for like six months. You know, I saw a speech uh, therapist for it. I saw a physical therapist. Wow. Nothing was helping. And at uh, my maybe six months post-op, I said to the doctor, you know, this, you know, it's great. I'm not don't have shooting pain, but I have just pain in my back and in my neck, and can you give me something? And that was the beginning of real medication, and he put me on something called Tramadol. Tramadol at the time was not an opioid. It was not classified as an opioid. And I had been watching my parents' age, caring for them, and I saw them, I was on the front lines of their healthcare, seeing the drugs that they were being put on, stronger things, and I thought, okay, tramadol. Sounds good, it's not an opioid, I'll be on it. Well, about three years after, I was still on it. Pain was not really going away. And now, 
tramadol becomes reclassified as a Schedule Four mm -hmm. opioid controlled substance, and thus starts, I needed to be drug tested every year. And that was like, I'm not gonna get emotional there, but you know, I'm the daughter of a police officer and to be drug tested is very humiliating. It's, they stand outside your door and I'm like, wait a minute, you know, this is what they gave this me. Is a, yeah. This mm -hmm. is, this, I didn't, like, nobody told me that this was an opioid, you know, I. I didn't know. So I was on tramadol for five years. Wow. And, you know, I had various doctors in and out at the time. Uh, you know, I don't want to diss any of my doctors. They were wonderful. They just wanted to help me, you know, and I appreciated the help. But, you know, after five years and going through this, I was like, nothing's helping me. Mm -hmm. You know, about that time is when I saw Lois. And also at that time, I started having foot pain. Well, one of the things they tell you is once you have one back surgery, you, you're more likely to have a second. Well, mine just ended up in my foot. And so when I saw Lois and she said, come to Unity Fitness, I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got to get through my foot pain first. So had a surgery in 2017 on my foot. And the doctor said, you can go back to running. And I looked at her and I said, no, I'm not. I'm going down the road. I'm stopping at Unity Fitness and I'm joining. And I joined that day at Unity. I walked in and I saw Mandy was here at the time and I said, yep, I want to join Unity Fitness. Thank you for not walking in on our on, while I'm eating lunch like Lori P did. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll call her out on this one too. She felt so bad for it. She signed up that day too. Because <laughs> she interrupted my lunch. <laughs> She'll tell you that story too. It's funny. Because it's totally it Lori. Really She's like, oh my God, I came oh, in and I interrupted. You're very accessible. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's eating lunch behind the counter, like, that's hey, how can thing. I help you? That, that's <laughs> so cool. But, yeah, yeah. So I walked into Unity Fitness and signed up, and that was pretty much five years ago. Mm -hmm. Almost, so, yeah. So you yeah. were almost a full year here before Emily started. Okay. Um, if I remember correctly, and you had joined, like we, 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 the cool part of it when you joined too, is that we, we went through your whole history, mm. right? Oh yeah. And, and, and that's where then we took where you were right now based on everything that had happened. Yeah. Uh, even though you've had crazy good training with the half marathon, but we mm -hmm. still, we still took all that in consideration and we put you on the plan starting that yeah. day and then the progression. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about, well, keep going with your story, yeah. by the way, of, of, of where that's going. Yeah. And then we can go into a little bit about how, uh, it's not no more so for like our recognition of what right. we did. Right. Talk about your journey starting yeah. out here and how it's progressed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The day I walked in and then once we signed up, I signed up and one of the great things that you guys do is sit down and you talk about goals. So one of the first things is you you scream, you know, you're like, what does this person want out of this? And, you you know, I obviously told my medical history, but, you know, one of the things I wanted to do, because I had been on the front lines of caring for my parents, is I knew what I didn't want. I didn't want to grow old with canes and walkers and medicines and, you know, needing people to help me. I mean, I, I loved my parents. I'd do it for them in a minute, mm -hmm. but... I kind of felt there had to be a better way. So the first overall arching goal, and I think that's still with me today, is that 
I want to grow old gracefully, health, strong. I mean, you know, when I was 55 and I joined here, I thought, well, someday I want to be 60, right? God willing, I'm going to turn 60. Well, how am I going to be? What do I want to look look like, you know, um, you know, in a physical sense, in a health sense, you know? And, you know, if I'm going to turn 60, I want to be the strongest darn 60 I can be. You know, some people hate the thought of growing old. Well, I say, you know, grow old and do it the right way. And you guys are the only place to me that does it the right way. So that day, you know, we, we talked about growing old and growing gracefully and strong. And um, But, you know, you kind of have to break that down into smaller goals, right? So my first smaller goal was to, I looked at Jordan and I said, I want to get off tramadol. I said, I want to be off tramadol. I want to be strong enough that I don't have to wake up every morning and, and do that. And, you know, when I talk about tramadol, I don't think that I was addicted, but I definitely was, because I don't think you can be addicted to that type of medication, but you can become dependent on it. And I was dependent on it and I did not, want to do that do that anymore and you were so supportive Jordan and within three months of being here I walked in one day and I said Jordan I haven't taken a tramadol in like what a week or something like that I was so I still remember that day yeah uh goosebumps down my spine almost one of those where the yeah. knees kind of give out a little bit thank you right I, it mean, was, I still remember that specific moment that you know to me is a like a huge accomplishment Together we did that, right? Mm -hmm. You were always so supportive. You know, you helped. And I wouldn't say, like, suddenly within three months, I was all that much stronger. But, Jern, you believed in me. And there's something about, you know, and Emily believes in me every single day when she creates my program. You know, to have people believe in you, like, that's huge. That's just huge. Sometimes... So it's a weird, it's a weird, not that you were at this lowest point when you first came in, right? But there was an emotional thing that brought you in. Mm -hmm. And we know you also weren't at your highest point either. Mm -hmm. And um, some, there, there's, the, there's the gauge that goes through and like kind of like the belief meter, the belief gauge, if you will, mm -hmm. and what side are you on, what side is the coach on. Mm -hmm. And the whole, the, the, the whole part of that is ours is usually pretty far over to one side mm -hmm. all the way through. Our goal is to get you to get there with it, too. Well, that's what I call the trust factor. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I had a huge problem with trust. Um, because when you have pain for that long, pain becomes like your friend. It's weird. It's this codependent friend. Like, I can't give up my pain. You know, my pain is my pain. That's who I am. You identify with it. But slowly, I, it, it, slowly I walked away from pain being my friend to trusting you that you could get me to where I want to go. And it, it, I mean, I don't you know, ask my family. I don't trust just anybody, you know. Here again, I'm a policeman's daughter. I go, I don't know. I don't know. I don't give my trust away that well, you know. It's like, you, you know, in a way I tested you. I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Let me just tell people. I trust this man completely. I trust Emily completely. Emily knows me better than some days I know myself. She'll say, yeah, that's you, Karen. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's right. So uh, <laughs> yeah. so when you talk about the meter, yeah, I was, and I think 
maybe I was a little bit arrogant, you know, like when you got to be my age in the 50s and you had been doing different exercise programs, I thought, Psh, I, I, I know what I'm doing. Oh my gosh, do I not know <laughs> what I'm doing. I am embarrassed at how arrogant you I was. You knew what you knew. You knew what yeah. you knew. You, were well, you didn't know what I you didn't know. know. We'll put it that way. You didn't know what you didn't know. I, I know. And you know, I here I'm married to a, a wrestling coach. So I've been around kind of fitness and you know, I love you, Tony. Um, but you kind of I get arrogant thinking, well, because I've been around it, I know this stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't. You guys these this place, these guys are masters plus level educated people that, you know, I you know, to to be able to learn and reap the benefits from what you guys you know, and I sound like I'm a walking advertisement for you guys, but it's the truth, you know, and I don't give out compliments. Easily. Here's that. Yeah, that's so. the first hundred dollar bill. Yeah, there we go. Slide it, slide it. I'm. You know, the weird part is I pay these people <laughs> to do. You know, I pay them. They don't pay me. So, um, anyways, trust is. I have complete trust in every program that Emily designs for me, because she. Here, here's what I was saying this morning to to my husband about Emily. I said Emily is like the architect. He said like my body is my house. I want to live in it for a long time. And Emily designs my house. I tell her how I want my house to look, how I want my house to feel, and she designs it. And I just follow her plan. And uh, I think we've gotten good results so I think far. we have too. I think we have too. It, it yeah. has been, so to kind of touch on Jordan, you started here a year before I did. Mm-hmm. Right? So... I had known you, and I think you primarily worked with Katie, Katie and I right. remember seeing Katie, and like, on days I would sub for her, you were here, and my, one of my first memories of working with you was doing, like, overhead things, you know, like, I can't go overhead, like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, I know right? where you're my going. Neck is, my I know neck where is you're painful. going. And I was like, okay, cool, let's adjust. Yeah. And I, I know your backstory, and I know your background, and we always, as coaches, since we coach as a team, we always look and learn you from your intake sheet and we get to know you and things like that and I was like okay and fast forward we started working together very much more closely as Katie left and we started working together more and I started to get to know you a little bit more and fast forward a little bit more and I'm skipping over a lot, a lot of, of stuff context right, right. in here We've right been together for a while a while yeah. a while um fast forward a little bit more and you come to me with you know what I think I want to do a pull-up. And I was like, let's go. Like, let's go. So yeah. that is a very, like, a very simple, I trust you. simplified thing. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. I'm like, on one of my first days with Karen, she yeah, told I'm, me, like, I nope. can't, I cannot push any weight overhead. Nope, absolutely yeah. not. And, like, she just came to me, like, let's do a pull-up. And I said, absolutely, let's do a yeah. pull-up. See, now she's got me all emotional because... It's true. I mean, that that's part of the trust process. I, mm-hmm. I thought about that when um, I'm reflecting on this. And the first time um, a high-hex bar yeah. deadlift, I'm like, no, I cannot do that. I can't do that. You know, and um, I was, you know, this was pretty early on. And because of my back, my back, mm-hmm. you know, and it's how I define myself. And I'm not sure if it was you. Pretty sure it was you, Jordan. Might have been Emily. <laughs> but it's like, it was like. Potato, potato. Yeah. You know, let's just try, Karen. And you taught me the proper 
form to not hurt my back. And, um, you know, and when the first time I did it, it was like, oh, okay, I didn't hurt my back. But that's part of the trust process and part of when people have pain and that long of a history that, you know, but yeah, I mean, when you say that now for me Mm -hmm. to think, wow, I did say kind of crazy. Now I want to do a pull up, but uh-huh. I, I did it. So, you did it. We did it. We did it. We did. We did it. I got questions. I got questions. <laughs> so, yeah, we skipped a lot. We, we skipped so, a lot in there. Well, there, like, there's pieces of this that I just want to keep tackling on the conversation mm-hmm. because they're one of the things I want. I think I would I, let's just go over the deadlift and pull up thing first, right? Yeah. We did the high hex bar deadlift, and we got you, we got you comfortable with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. You said you wanted to do a pull up. Yeah. We got you. You did. You did your first pull up. Uh, a few months yeah. before I turned 60. That was, yeah, I, I talked, everybody in the gym knew when yeah, I was turning when, 60. I was going to say, that was that was earlier this summer? Earlier this Well, I turned 60 spring. in July. Or I spring. think I did it, I want to say it was May or June. Okay. Yeah, it's like right, end of spring, early summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Got your pull-up inks. We did it before 60. Yep. Trained for it, started to go, t- t- well, told Emily that, and, and, and worked okay, for it. Okay, let me, let's just backtrack on the pull-up. Yeah. How long did it take? And I want people to know this because you know your results don't come overnight i just didn't say oh let's do a pull-up and i did it Mm -hmm. you know fyi i was the weakest person in grade school nobody wanted to be on the kickball team for me fast forward um you know i said i wanted to do a pull-up was that starting in covid I think like, it was. It was, it was yeah. during COVID. It was during, like COVID. during COVID. Okay, I was 58. Mm-hmm. I was 58 at the time. And I thought, you know, let's try a pull-up. You know, mm-hmm. I know it's not. So we started with flex arm hangs because we started the TSC. Right. This is where I'm going with yeah. my question. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I like to quote my granddaughter, and I, I go, all I can do is try. Mm-hmm. She'll say, I'll try. I'll just try. And I thought, well, I'll just try working on the pull-up. Yeah. And... It didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Does not hope, you know. Yep. I've never done a pull-up in my life. Not when I was 15, 16, never. Mm-hmm. And did not only did I do one pull-up, I did three. Three of them. They weren't pretty, but I did them. No, they <laughs> cleared, they, they, they cleared <laughs> standards, your, yep. right? Your strict Taylor standards. Yep. They were official. So, um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. that's... So, you... you, you, you came in from we're not doing anything overhead right to hey i want to do a pull up and emily's swearing up a storm lfg 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what lfg stands for yeah jordan what's it stand for let's fucking go oh i got her to swear Woo! on the show swear jar i got her to swear, swear jar. i've never been able to get okay. her to swear on the show karen Grand this is kids, a big that moment that was not me swearing okay <laughs> you brought this out of emily it's awesome um, usually it's the other way around i know i say it under usually my breath is. Every episode, I try to get him to swear. Okay. Now he does. Oh, After yeah. I dropped it in there, and oh, someone yeah. told him that I swore on the show. This is one of those racy Joe yeah. Rogan so podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Not made for kids. No. Yeah. Um, so, once we got yeah. the LFG out of the way, you start training for it during COVID. Yeah. You, during our COVID uh, tactical strength challenge that mm-hmm. we ran, mm-hmm. were wow. the number one in the world for a master's division woman on flexed arm hang. Wow. Which for those, those Say of you that, that don't, louder for my yeah. kids. One more time. <laughs> Number one in the world in a women's master division on flex arm hang. And there was more than one person. There was more than one yes. person. Yeah. There were, was it two, was it, was that, was it 219 total? And then there was, it was broken down in divisions. Is that what it was? 248? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't I remember. I'd have to look I think in my division it was 20, there were 21 21, people. yeah. 20 or 21 people. And 
you for a flex arm hang for those of you that don't know you you go to a grip of choice overhand or underhand you pull basically your jawline above a pull-up bar mm. and then you have to hold it there you have to keep the jawline above the pull-up bar and you just have to hang hang mm-hmm. flexed arm hang mm-hmm. so the, so everything's pulled up it's like you finish a pull-up and you just hold it yep do you remember how long you held it for 45 it was seconds it was it was like 45 was 48 i thought 48, 40, 45 or 48 something like that yeah. i don't know um but and, and, here again that didn't happen overnight right trained for it and you guys said you did a lot of that at home I by did, the way we did that that honestly saved me during covid mm-hmm. um your programs you two specifically working on that because I had just retired, right? You know, I had plans to travel and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm stuck at home mm-hmm. with my husband. <laughs> Here again. Love you, Tom. Um, but, like, what am I going to do staring at four walls? Like, yeah. you know, it was hard for everybody, right? I'm not saying that. But, like, I didn't know what to do. And so the tech to, the TSC, the flex arm hang, gave me something to focus. Mm-hmm. Like, every day I would just go up. Okay, if I can add... You put it up in your house, and every time yep. you walked around it, you did it. I did it. Yep. Yeah. Right. I did it. You know, that tells you what, <laughs> what a boring life. No, it was, it gave me, like, something to focus on rather than the the awful things that were going on in the yeah. world at the time. And um, so, um, actually, I had had a friend pass away of cancer that she was sort of my motivation for that because I kept thinking, well, darn it, and she died during the middle of it, and I thought, well, if she can go through what she can, I can I can hang here for five more seconds, mm-hmm. and then it was ten more seconds, and then I remember, okay, I'm going to do it, and I did it, and I'm like, oh, Emily. She's like, no, you actually, you did do it, Karen. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, really? Yeah. And guess what? She said, you're number one, and I go, no way <laughs> to bring back that competitive strength. Right. I really got that one. Honestly, I didn't, I yeah. wasn't competitive. I was competing with myself at 100%. the time, but yeah, so that was a big, like, mm-hmm. and here again, people, I am, I was the weakest person you would want to know growing up. I have no athletic ability. You know, what I have are good coaches, and to be honest, I, I do show up, I, I come, I, I do the work, but you guys kind of... Um, you guys saved me during COVID. Saved we're gonna me. we're gonna get to that work piece in a second because okay. I think there's some stuff that Emily and I both want to jump in on there. Oh, okay. We, we there there's there's specific things that uh, we could pick like the people that do and have dramatic, sustainable life changing things that are out there that we wanted to kind of pick your brain on mm-hmm. because we think that you hold a lot of those traits. Oh, okay. To help other people, we're okay. here to yeah, this podcast I, to help other people, right? Uh, yeah. I would love to help. The other part I just wanted to add in there, there's two other competitions, or two other two other challenges as part of the tactile strength challenge that you have to compete in. One of them is a five-minute uh, swing, single-arm uh-huh. kettlebell swing or snatch for five minutes, as many as you can do. And the other one is a maxed, maxed, uh, max one lift deadlift with a straight bar, not a high hex bar. Oh, straight bar. Yeah. Okay, are you challenging me now? No, I oh. just want to make sure that, like... Like the high hex bar, you went from like, I don't know if I want to do this, like, okay, it's yeah. okay to okay, also competing it. and do a one rep max as much weight as you can put on a bar and pull a bar up off the floor I competition. Did it. I did it. Went from those two things. Yeah. So pretty cool to kind of, from where I'm, yeah. not, I'm not doing overhand and I'm, I'm not right. picking that thing up. Yeah. Right? It comes back to, I want to just double back on a, on a trust piece. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't, 
we, when we first met and started doing everything, even even like you met Mandy, then it was with me, and then it was with me, and then you had to go with Katie and Emily and Ryan and all the coaches in between. We just don't have your trust day one, mm-hmm. and we That's we true. found out a moment ago that uh, you were you were you were a little skeptical of it, and like hey, like right. I'm the daughter of a police officer, yeah, and I'm gonna... you're gonna earn it, right, right. We didn't expect to earn it from day one either. Do we go over the assumption that we will earn it? Yes, but we know we have to work on that. Mm-hmm. That is, I think, something that um, sometimes gyms miss. They just expect mm-hmm. since you're there, you're just going to do what you're told. Right. And and that that trust isn't built. Right. Can you go over a couple uh, just examples that uh, what we did, aside from the screen that we kind of mentioned already, mm-hmm that we did that helped kind of build that trust? Yeah, um, good question. First of all, I feel trust is a two-way street too. You know, you guys have shared knowledge with me. If I don't take that knowledge and at least try, right, then, you know, and test, okay, let's see. Does does what he, tell, you know, is telling me, does that work? It does. One thing that I always remember that you say is that I'm the CEO of my body. And, you know, if you ever get in a situation that where it was too much, you know, I'm sorry, this is too much. And I think maybe I've called that out once or twice. Hey, right now I'm the CEO of my body. Mm -hmm. And you did not push me on it. You accepted that. And I went, okay, he said that I was the CEO of my body and... I am. So I'm like, holy shit, I am. Yeah, like he's not sitting here pounding it into me that you got to do it, you got to do it. But what's also cool on that is there's times where I go, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. And Emily, I remember saying this to me during COVID because I wanted to write it on my wall at home was, Karen, you're stronger than you think. And I'm like, well, if Emily believes that, then okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna if she believes that, she wouldn't say that. I mean, I think we've got we had gotten to the point where mm-hmm. you wouldn't say it. So I, I maybe it was we push up challenges or something like that. And so I did it and I'm like, okay. She encouraged me, she believed in me, I did it, then I believed in myself, trust was built. Mm-hmm. Does that make does that mm-hmm. answer your question? It does. It I does. mean, um, so there's just little tests along the way. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, it's it's how relationships, like, you don't just build trust in a relationship. Like you said, it's a two-way street. It is a two-way street. Like any any relationship. And, and what I what I always tell people here is, like, hey, you, you join a gym, but you're joining a community, but you're more so hiring a coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just said this to, I was at a marketing conference last week. I think I talked about it on the podcast last week, too. Um, we were, I was referring to a separate business, but talking to another business in town. And I said that, uh, I feel like we're relationship people first mm-hmm. and a gym second. And I said, that's what I like so much about, well, it was citizen state yeah. bank. I was like, I feel like they treat me like a person first, not just right. some, like they're a bank. Yeah. And I said, that's why I like yeah. you guys. And it was one of the construction companies, yeah. Portland construction. I was like, this is what I like about it. And yeah. they're like. Oh, that'd be a good testimonial for all of us. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. is. You guys, you guys have it. You know, I, I let everybody I know. You know, my kids know it. Um, my husband really knows it. Mm-hmm. You know, if he, we, we had been at the doctor not too long ago, and they had given us some advice, and 
I said, I don't know. And he goes, well, ask Emily. Yeah. Go into the gym and ask Emily That's about pretty this. cool. You know, and not that we were, you know, maybe arguing with it, but I trust Emily. There's just, you guys are, you well, you're on the forefront of learning different things, stuff that I can't do, right? So I, I, I believe trust is a two-way, you know, and it just develops over time. Mm-hmm. It does. And if yeah. you put in the effort, um, you know, you guys see me putting in the effort, mm-hmm. then, you know, you it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You you show up. Yeah, which is, I do. Which is, I which will is say I do that. Right over half the battle. You show up and, and, and you trust the plan. Right. And and you trust that the plan is doing doing what's yeah. what's what yeah. it will do. Yeah. Right? I don't even question it anymore. <laughs> like like I don't maybe it was a few phases ago, you know, you always ask what are your goals? Mm-hmm. And I'm like and usually I have an idea, like, yeah, I wanna work on this or I wanna work on that. And then at one point I went, you know what, Emily, you just pick a goal for me. Keep going. Right now. Because, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, like, what do you think? You know me. So I'll trust you and you pick the goal for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, that's how it works, I guess. Yeah. And I, I think to, to that point, in terms of questioning, I think your questioning kind of flipped. It was no longer questioning of, like, why are we right. doing this? Yeah. Like, almost skeptical. Yeah, skeptical. Right? In terms of now, it turns into, like, how does this, like, why does this help me reach my goal? Mm-hmm. How does this help mm-hmm. me reach my goal? And to point to Jordan's, like, as you show up, that then helps you, yeah. like, okay, I know why I'm doing this terrible exercise, like, <laughs> a single leg prone hamstring yeah. curl that the first day, yeah. you're like, why is she no, giving me yeah. this? <laughs> but now you know why yeah. we're doing it. Yeah, you um, always and you can tie it, it back in. if I have a question about it like tell me tell me how this fits in mm-hmm. you know because I can ask a lot of questions absolutely you know, and but I think that's but the, they're fair I know they're fair well and that's and that's a good thing that's kind of yeah. to tie it back up where I was wanting to kind of wrap this up like questioning is good mm-hmm. like we love when we question mm-hmm. I, I agree um, I was gonna say that too like when mm-hmm. we talked about like the traits and superpower and like we think about two-way street communication mm-hmm. you're a great communicator to that to us you help us make sure that we're communicating it so that you understand not just how we understand, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we're, we're making sure that, that we understand you before we're seeking to be understood, yeah. right? And okay. if we're not, you yeah. ask that, yeah. which I think is a major superpower, if you will, okay. uh, for you, Yeah. right? Like yeah. I, I wish more people would have that ability to, to ask questions yeah. or mm-hmm. to talk to us about that because they hired us for that reason. Right. And a lot of times if we don't have that great communication or if we're not asking the right things, we, we assume, or we, I don't even know what it's assumed, like we think we're on the right path. Mm-hmm. But if that's conflicting with what you think is going on or what's there. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always encouraged my kids. I was taught, you know, there's no dumb questions, right? You always just ask because it's really stupid not to ask really because it's for me, you know, it's for my benefit. And it, like, I think to speak to what you were saying, it's not, I don't doubt you guys anymore. It's, I want to understand why I'm doing mm-hmm. this so it fits in better so I can get better so I can live a healthier mm-hmm. life. And, so, and, and think about it too is like if you didn't ask the question, what, right. would, hap- what, would, that, home, what would that lead to? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd go home. Number one, I'd be doing it wrong, which I would injure myself, right? Um, if I, you know, and then I'd go home and I wouldn't be happy and frustrated. You know, frustrated. No con- no and then I'd come back stuff. to the gym and not, you know, so. 
I just kind of nip it in the bud. And sometimes I have to be careful that I'm not interrupting other people. Hey, why am I doing this? <laughs> Emily, tell me what, what it, you know. It's the score. Well, yeah. yeah. No, wait, 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 wait. But no, I, I believe there's no mm-hmm. dumb questions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, or I you've think... never made me feel like it's a dumb question. You know, never. We view it as, as different ways, right? We, we view it as like when we're on the floor, we're constantly coaching mm-hmm. and, and, and we have the opportunity and, and we, we are grateful to have an opportunity to be able to coach that and help educate so that there can be action taken, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's how we view it. So it's, it's more so, uh, I love the trust that people have in us, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's, I, I, I want them in the driver's seat, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that was another thing for you. You've always been okay with being in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. And not not being afraid to say like, hey, can you pop open the directions for this on the GPS? Mm-hmm. Can you just let me know when we get there? Yeah. Let me know what's ahead. Actually, get to the back seat. I got this one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. like you've always been in the driver's seat. I think that's another kind of trait that's yeah. that's on on you. It's my life. You know, it's my life, right? Yeah. It's it's you know where I want to be when I'm sixty, when I'm sixty five, when I'm seventy. You mm-hmm. know, it's like here again, it's my house, mm-hmm. right? It's my body, it's my house. Um, you guys are great architects. That's how I, I you great designers. Um, I don't have that skill set, but you'll help me get there. I, I'll tell you what I want to do, and then you guys have always, I mean, phenomenally gotten me there, so. Yeah, and it's yeah. a lot of times, too, for everybody listening, uh, a lot of the big rocks have been covered with Karen and she's consistent on a lot of them. She shows up, she does what she's supposed to outside of the gym, she recovers well, uh, she eats well, she gets her, her walks in for recovery, she does it, she deep breathes, like all of those mm-hmm. things. When we when we talk about things with her because we know those big rocks are in place, we still ask, hey, how is nutrition? Mm-hmm. How have you been mm-hmm. with your walks? How have you mm-hmm. been with your workouts? Are you mm-hmm. sleeping okay? Like we still go yeah. back to those first and then we look at the little things. Yeah. And then we make our tweaks there if we need to. Exactly. exactly. But we still come back to all of those things that we still work on. Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the great things about being here, when I first started, I always thought, oh, they're being really nice when they ask you. But you always ask every time I come, everybody, how's your body feeling? And I was like always initially afraid to say something because I'm like, oh, they're just being nice. But if you guys don't have the information to know how my body is feeling that day, well, then, you know, if I've got a nagging shoulder or nagging this, you know, you'll modify. But if you don't know that, well, then mm-hmm. that workout is not going to work. So you've always, you know, I don't know how I got off on that tangent. But I just, that's one of the things I, I, I was always impressed with is that every day you guys ask. And, and so sometimes I feel like I'm whining, like, oh, my, you know, but if my shoulder really, truly you know, I'll say, oh, it's, it's naggy or it really hurts. Like, there was mm-hmm. a period in my life where the shoulder wasn't doing well and you got me on a rehab program, mm-hmm. and guess what? You guys fixed it. Mm-hmm. You fixed it. You know, where I thought it was going to have a rotator cuff surgery. You know, mm-hmm. we rehabbed it here. So I said, well, my shoulder bothers me. <laughs> anyway, that was that. Yeah. What else do you want to make sure people people know, like, through, through being here and sitting some time, spending some time with us and going through it? I... I just had another thing here earlier about pain. Like, yeah. like you said, that was kind of like a friend. Like yes. That that was a you got me going on a whole new mindset. Like that was kind of like a paradigm shift for me. Not thinking oh. about it like that, and and um, 
haven't had to experience something like that from that long extent, but how it can change mentally and, 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 and all of that. But I, I just thought about, like, pain's not just a physical thing. It's also an emotional and oh, mental thing. Oh, it is, yes. And def- it's attached to that. Definitely. Too. You know, and, and dovetailing on that, you know, when we've always, everybody's said, when you work out, you feel better emotionally. Well, I think, you know, this is fitness, but it's also mental mm-hmm. fitness for me. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's been challenges in the past five years, you know, in my life with, you know, people passing away, grandchildren getting sick, that type of thing. And I, I've been able to fall back on my physical fitness in order to get through some of those things mentally. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how to, you know, and then once I got back here, it was like, oh, I feel so much better, you know. So, you know, talk about a lifeline there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, your mental, like, I said this is one of my happy places. I mean, my grandkids are my happy place, but um, coming here prepares me to be with them. Yeah, so, and we yeah. want to, I mean, we want it to be that too. Like, we yeah. know it's easier for people to come to the gym. And, and also, we said this We said this um, with Colin, I think, on his episode. We It was, because it was about the smoothies. He goes, yeah, you sell those really hard. Um, I'm like, well, part of it is uh, we know as soon as you step outside oh, those doors back. again it's the real world right so whatever's going on in the world kind of comes yeah. back at you but when you come in here we can kind of shut that off yeah and, yeah and that's that's what we want to try and keep it like that I mean I know certainly in the past when I've had you know everybody has peaks and valleys in their life and when I've had some valleys where you know maybe I haven't been able to come in um, you guys always work around it you know or when I'm not able to get here even though I am pretty consistent but when I'm not I've learned certain skills that I can use at home. And here again, I feel better about myself. Like, this is the best mentally I've ever felt in my life. I mean, if that makes sense. But, you know, I feel happy. Mm-hmm. I feel good. And and one thing, you know, when you come to the gym, let's just not, it's not easy by any means. You know, you gotta work hard. You just can't, you don't. So, like if people think, oh, I'm just gonna go to the gym and, you know, have fun. I don't want to make it sound like it's all fun. You have to work hard. Mm-hmm. You have to mm-hmm. do the work. We, we're friendly with each other. We can joke around, but we also work. And there's a lot of satisfaction in being next to somebody. And we're all working really hard, but somehow we're having a good time somehow doing it. A good I know time it's there. weird. Yeah. You know, we're you know I'm grunting and groaning through my lifts, but we're having like it's weird. You know, it's just so. I just don't want to give people the thought that it's like it's easy work mm-hmm. out because it's not. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a huge amount of satisfaction when I leave. So there's been a cool transformation over the last five years to see, like you said, you're in the best mental health that you've mm-hmm. ever been in mental state. Like you, you could see it transforming with you over the years. There was a glow when we talked about Lois, and you said like yeah. you saw Lois, and there was like a glow on her. Yeah, there's a glow that's, on you. Oh, there's a glow on you, and it happens, and it's infectious. Oh, like right. Oh. That's a part of it. You come in, you're coachable, mm-hmm. and you. and uh, that helps us help you more, yeah. right? Yeah. So there, there's that part of it. Um, there's just so many things that I think uh, the most successful people or how to get the most success out of a fitness journey and a health journey mm-hmm. uh, are traits that you have. Oh, and there's well, and there traits there are that are similar. I've here. Yeah, there's thing there, there's yes. traits that are similar to yeah. everybody that has that that great success. Yeah. Um. But they're they're willing to kind of 
attack each trait too and make them better, yeah. right? And, and 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 there's a lot, and there's some that are just uniquely yours, yeah. as everybody uniquely has too. But the big rocks are there. Yeah, well, got good coaches. I have got good coaches. So there's a there's a saying out there that my mentor and coach uh, Alan Cosgrove says. Uh-huh. And I don't remember all of it, and I'll butcher it right now, but you're just reminding me of it, where it's, um, I think it's like good coaches can make uh, good athletes be good, but, but, but great athletes, great people can make good coach or bad coaches or just okay coaches look great, oh, right? So yeah. part of that is good. like you yeah. help us do, what, our, do what it is for us Thanks. too. Well, I just want to say to anybody out there that's considering coming, because here again, I'm like a 50-minute advertisement for you guys, but here again, I spend my money wisely, right? I am a frugal person. I would not be here if I didn't truly believe that I'm getting a return on my investment, you know. But um, here's one of the questions you had given me that I I wanted to say is, um, tell us, Karen, what's the best thing about Unity Fitness? And I would say, oh, there's so many. There's so many. First of all, you're very friendly. Every time you walk in the door, Somebody says hello to you, and every time you leave, every people say goodbye. And, and I'm telling you, that's unique. It makes me feel good when I walk in here. And First, I think the it, cheers effect. What's that? The cheers. cheers. The show yeah, cheers. Norm. Everybody knows your name. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, you know, you've set up an environment that the minute you walk in the door, it's like, okay, I feel good to be here. And the minute you leave, you go, I feel good that I left. But... You've got knowledge. I mean, that's obvious from all your podcasts. So, I mean, we've developed the trust. And then the other thing I just wanted to point out was the variety. Like, I would get bored at previous exercise programs. My program here changes every six, some eight weeks, six weeks. And that is, like, refreshing. Mm -hmm. It keeps it new. You know, I love that about it. So... Anyways, I'm grateful. My family is grateful because there's a huge, we call it the rippling effect with, you know, my husband, he's doing great. He's lost 15 pounds. He's, um, you know, my kids, they know, you know, they, they see me and they know I'm happier and they know that, you know, if you put in the work, you know, if they have physical ailments or stuff, you know, they'll get better. So mm-hmm. that's part of why I do this is yeah. that, you know, for my family. And so, Role model. Anyways, I am grateful to both of you. We're grateful for you. Grateful to still be a part of the journey. I mean, yeah. we, we're not, we, we say this often, but we we don't say it enough in my mind, and I'm sure Emily will echo this too. We, we, we're not here without you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. So we're grateful to just be a part of the journey. We say that to all of our members, but it, it is a genuine thing. It's one, not one of those things where we just copy and paste it. That yeah. is typed yeah. out every single yeah. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or said you it, guys are right? genuine. I would say that. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, I think we have our final question, which I mean, maybe we have a fifty-one minute. <laughs> Sorry, long I don't know how long this go. Oh, we quiet. just keep going. I've, you know, we I just keep going. Really talk too much. Our uh, so our final question that we we answer everybody, and, and again, I think we kind of have that fifty-one minute answer here, but we always ask everyone how does fitness help you live your life with confidence control and clarity well first of all it helps me on a daily basis right I mean just 
daily household tasks, you know, painting my living room or painting your son's painting house. my son's house, you know, hey Trevor, um, and or many rooms in my son's house. It helps me in my daily life. But here's the thing, it helps me in my peaks. Like when my son got married, I could spend four hours dancing on the dance floor without like, I mean, that was pretty super cool. So it helped me in the peaks. And in the valleys, when you know my my grandson was sick, or when I we had the car accident, or you know, so you know, in all aspects of my life, it's helped me. But as far as confidence, I now have confidence when I turn sixty-five. I don't know. I think I'm going to be even stronger. And so I look forward to the next years of my life instead of being afraid of turning. So that's how this. Super cool. Mm -hmm. You just answered, that was the last question I was going to leave you with was, you talked a lot about like what would happen when you first joined and what you wanted to do when you were 60. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it, is it everything you wanted it to be? Mm, More, more than that. And then where's the next five years when you just, you just answered Yeah, yeah. This has been more than what, you know, initially was just get out of pain. Mm -hmm. And then as that migrated, it's like, oh. You know, so I, I don't know what the next five years will bring. I'm sure you guys will come up with something. <laughs> we're, those, we're working on yeah, that single yeah, arm but you swing. Know, gotcha. I get you on the board yeah, we'll, now. I'll do that. Yeah, I'll just create a whole new strength board just for you because you'll get all oh, those You max it all out. Yeah, I'll create a second one. <laughs> hey, that's my goal, too, <laughs> yeah. to be up on that board. So anyways, yeah. um, who knows? You know, God willing, if I live another five years, I know I'll still be here. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks for also sharing that story for everybody else to hear. Um, I think that's going to be a powerful one for people to revisit and and one that people can resonate with and and really kind of attach to. Um, And we want to, when when people join here, guys, and and we show Karen on an Instagram post, you don't know all of that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. Right? You think it's like there's just some badass doing a pull-up. And you're like, wow, that's cool. and, and, And you might think you never will be able to do that. There was Karen yeah. in here five years ago saying, Same. I'm not doing anything overhead. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where I related to Kathy. It was yeah. like, oh, that. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. cool. And anybody you two can... have not met yet, right? I do know. I've seen, I met her Kinda a couple know. of times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do. Boy, that'd be she's, a hoot and holler if you guys got a chance. Uh, she's Boy. a fire plug. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> yeah. I love you her. Would both, you would both be a hell of a session we have if been you here compare together. Like the energy and the energy in that session would be awesome. Yeah. Like awesome. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I'll have to tell her to, hey, can you come in a little bit earlier? And then I'll tell you, yeah. hey, can you come in a little bit later? Yeah. Well, you know, and I'm sure there's many stories out there. Mm-hmm. Like Our it. goal is to try to get more of them. And if people have those stories, you know, come in and rewrite your story. That's rewrite. what I say, rewrite it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Love okay. it. All right. Thank you for joining. Thank, Thank you. you for sharing. Been been an awesome part to to have you on here and have more of that shared. And, and we're, we're uh, again, we're grateful. We're excited as, as you are. Uh, to, to see what the next five years yeah. mm-hmm. are going to be too. Do. Pretty awesome stuff. Okay, absolutely. Pretty awesome stuff. I think that's it for episode seven. That is it. Season that two, episode it. seven, another one in the books. Yep. Thank you guys all for joining. We appreciate you and are grateful for you listening to this. Make sure that this is shared around a little bit so we can get our, our, our listens up and our downloads up. We need to get back to that top 100 somewhere close to it thing. Um, still clawing. We were there in season one and then we took our hiatus and now, they, now, we, now we're not there <laughs> not yet. Just- yeah, knocked us down. But we're clawing. Um, otherwise, we just got to do 100 episodes in a row until we get back up there. So it's your guys' fault. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, if there's, uh, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. 
And then if there's anything that you want to hear or if you want to join the show, uh, you do not have to be a member here, nor do you have to be involved with fitness necessarily to the extent we will uh, take care of that through the show. But we want to know how uh, fitness has helped your life uh, live it, live your life with confidence, control, and clarity. So we're always looking for guests to join us in the future. Until then, we'll see you in episode eight next week. Awesome. Bye, everybody. Have a good one. Cheers.